As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from the bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, three Christians who don't think every atheist is a villainous, nefarious person. It's Sift Pop. I guess I shouldn't speak for all of us. <laughs> yeah, man, speak for yourself. Of course, if you've listened to any of the, the episodes of our podcast called Shoe the Dough, yeah. we interview one of my best and closest friends. Who is an atheist? So, if you know me, oh, wow. you know that's why I am scared of them. Well, my friend is one of right. them. Right? No, I get it. it. Makes it even brings it even closer to home. Yeah. Right? Welcome to Sif Pop with Aaron and Danae, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon, or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Every week, we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, or whatever else is on our pop culture minds. Today's guru is Josh. Woo-hoo! You know, Josh is my favorite guru. (laughs) That's because Josh is amazing. Yeah. Because Josh is Josh. I'm not supposed to have favorites, but... Josh, did you mind me speaking for you? You sent me a text last night that I felt felt it was was free for me to, to make that observation for all three of us. Yes, it was totally fair. If you think back, I actually sent you a text earlier whenever you said hey we're gonna watch this movie and the the actual text was is there anything else (laughs) besides that please please for the love of atheists don't make me go watch this movie we're gonna be reviewing god's not dead and then what was the movie the eye in the the sky Sky. yeah 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 and then a video game but like the uh god's not dead has been on a on our calendar for like a month now yeah and I have to tell you, I purposefully scheduled something to conflict it <laughs> so that I didn't have to go see it. And then that thing got canceled. And so it was just kind of like one of those things where it's like, no, I just have to be honest. I choose not to see this movie. Yeah. Did just you... like I choose not to see horror films. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you choose not to see the first one, too? Because we haven't even mentioned really the fact that it's a sequel. Oh, you wouldn't know that from the title, would you? Well, you would because it says two on there. But I just... That, I know. That's, that was a joke. <laughs> so, did you see the first one? No. Okay. No. So, you haven't seen any of them? Nope. Okay. Well, that's okay. I think you, I think you will survive. <laughs> no, you will I be can, fine. I can certainly join the conversation of movies or culture that pegs Christians as being judgmental, mm-hmm. you know... Um, well, I, I can know. certainly speak to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. Well, let's not get into it yet. First, uh, tell me about what you're holding in your hand oh. today. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. What is that? 
This is camphophenique. Uh huh. It's a cold sore treatment, maximum strength, and it instantly really instantly relieves pain and itch and prevents infection. Um, I just saw you put like uh, it's like a cold sore thing. Mm-hmm. I just saw you put it on the inside of your mouth, so you must I have, have a like canker a sore. sore on the inside of my mouth. And oh, I'm looking at it now. You do you do know the, the very first warning on this for external <laughs> use only. <laughs> yeah, as but, you shove it down your throat. Okay, but here's the thing. Number one, it also says if ingested, do not induce vomiting. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's not going to kill me. Number one, and number two is I did it. Uh, I put it on my canker sore yesterday. Uh-huh. And then realized I had made a mistake, but I didn't die. And it numbed it enough for me to continue to talk because I think we've done so much work this week uh-huh. that somehow my ch- inner cheek is you're <laughs> retaliating. T- you're talking so much oh. that you're chewing the inside of your mouth I up. think so. Wow. So I have to numb it. Otherwise, I can't talk. So, yeah, hmm. I, I am going to be continuing to apply this external use only product. <laughs> <laughs> she will become more and more indecipherable as the podcast goes on. And the whole mouth is numb, guys. I love this Jesus. This is great. Jesus is great. <laughs> I couldn't my mouth work. Yeah, so that's what's going on with me. <laughs> Josh, how you been, man? I'm good. Ask me what I'm holding in my hand what right now. What are you holding in your hand? A human heart. <gasps> That's what? not true. Glub, glub. Um, my, cup, my coffee cup, that's all. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, I heard you had a wonderful theater-going experience last night. Uh, aside from seeing God's Not Dead 2, uh, you thought you were going to see Eye in the Sky. Oh, I was so thankful that I was not watching God's Not Dead 2. I went to go see Eye in the Sky. I looked at the th- on my phone to see what the showtimes were. I went and got showed up. And it wasn't there um, because the showtimes were for today. No. <laughs> not yesterday. It did not show anywhere in the theaters close to me in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it did not show last night, which wow. I thought was really bizarre. Well, you know what it was? <clears throat> it, this is the only thing it really the government? could be. No, 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 no. No, oh. it, it was God. He's trying to oh. speak to your heart, Josh. <laughs> he he oh. needed you to see that movie. And uh, he wanted, you know, he just he he's had some it, stuff. That may be true because I got fired up. I don't mean, maybe. Yeah. Oh. We are all just chomping at the bit, aren't we? Let's. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. That's right. He's filled with righteous anger. <laughs> uh, we will get there a soon. Furious anger. Uh, first, Danae likes to read us uh, pop culture articles and ask us if we care. Uh, so it's time for another round of Do We Care? David Smurl, yeah. which is a Mr. Hanford on Sesame Street, has passed away at 80 years old. And I know that this isn't really a do we care because we, of course we care. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm don't not gonna, ask the, please don't I'm ask I'm not going to ask that question, but it's like one of those things where there's this pop culture icon that sure. has been a part of a really great show for a long time. And it was kind of like when, what was the other guy, the Mr. Mr. Uh, um, uh, uh, Hooper? Was it Hooper? Hooper? No, yeah. Or, yeah. 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 The, the, yeah. When Mr. Hooper passed away on the show mm. many years back. You know, that was a really big deal because it was this character that kids grew up with. So this is kind of another one of those moments. I I wanted to bring attention to that. It actually kind of resonates with me a little bit because um, I'm just thinking right now there's a slight chance I may be wrong about this, but I don't don't think so. Alan Rickman passed away this past year, too, right? Um, Because he was in Eye in the Sky. And I was thinking that as I was watching the movie last night, like just that that feeling of, you know, that, that dude's not here anymore. He's not on this planet anymore. You know, the same thing. God's not dead, too. Fred Thompson was in that movie and he and he recently just passed that's away. right wow. he had like that's true. one one split second in that movie um but yeah 
that's how that's exactly how i felt i was like oh wow this yeah is... alan rickman passed away in january yeah 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 i knew mm-hmm. it was just a little bit ago and you know so to, to kind of see him in the movie and he, he gives a great performance i can talk a little bit more about it later but um it was just you know it was just kind of just that same feeling of oh you know yeah. the, wor- the work's done you know yeah. his work is done and you know he's he's moved on hello from the no Adele. No Adele. <laughs> that is that is not what that song's about. Oh right, I know, I know. I was just applying it to this moment. Sure, I get it. All right. Title adding movie streaming to subscription service. Do we care? Boy, I, this is yes and no for me. Jo- Josh, do you know what title is? Uh I'm not positive. So, uh, title is Jay Z's uh, platform that he basically backed for st- music streaming, and Kanye oh, okay. West uh, released his album on Tidal only uh, when his oh. new album came out. Um, gotcha. I don't care. I think you're getting that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and, I not, don't... and nothing, nothing against. I just um, uh, I don't really follow uh, either one of those guys, so this is not 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 my market. I I don't necessarily care, except that I think it makes sense. For I've been saying this about Spotify for years. They should get into the video streaming business as well. If they could do for for movies what they did for music, it would change the game. Because right now, Netflix and Hulu are surviving on their original content, not on actually giving people all the you know access to every movie that mm-hmm. comes out. They have a very mm-hmm. limited resource of first you know I say first run, but you know uh, first release movies, new release movies. Sure, but yeah. if there was a, a streaming system that for, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month, you had access to all the movies, game changer. You yeah. Know? And that's what Spotify is. And I know Spotify does have some, you know, like there's still some artists who don't put their music on Spotify, but it's very far and few between. Few and far between. Strike that. Reverse yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and if you could do, th- if you could get that level with movies, I think you would you would absolutely you know rock the system. I haven't devoured this article on the level of being an expert, but just quick glancing through, it doesn't look like it's talking about movies that already exist. It looks like it's talking about allowing the artists who already use title to continue to create other. Uh, things like like a movie or like videos and stuff, and have it like available. music videos and like videos movies, from the artists and movie streaming and video streaming. So, so it sounds like they're are they trying to compete more with like YouTube versus? I think they're going for you. Like they're a, going for all. They're trying to do everything. And there's a there's a quote in here from the post that says title has upset everybody in the music business, the labels, Apple, and Jimmy Lovine. And now, Jimmy Levine. Levine, and is now taking on Netflix and Hulu. The movie service will feature original content as well as acquired films. So there, there we go. Okay. Title hopes to work with an indie studio or producer on a partnership to create original movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Title's going to th- be the place that it's going to happen. Well, I feel like it's going the other direction, Aaron. I feel like it's um, with movies. It's all it's it's getting more specific. So if you like this type of thing that come over here, like you've got your in- indie film streaming services and you've got your horror film streaming services and you've got your, you know, um, uh, convention film, like if it's like weird movies that would play at a, a Comic-Con, you know, like it's, it's getting diversified instead of, you know, unified in one sort of catch-all. And so that's what, you know, Netflix and, Amazon are those sort of catch-alls, and that's why they. I mean, they can't do all of it. I think the interesting thing for me, like I, I kind of am interested, is that title is. I think they're trying to do something really unique, in that they're really just trying to 
have passionate people who like the artists who are loyal to title who are releasing their albums only on title um, to continue to create and allow an environment for creativity to flourish there instead of having to go someplace else. Like if you wanted to make a movie to be able to do that within your wheelhouse with title, rather than having to go out and find, you know, funding and everything, just kind of trying to keep it all in house. So I think Jay-Z has got a big vision and you always wonder if stuff like this is going to take off. Just like you wonder if Google Plus is ever going to take off, you know? <laughs> do we wonder that anymore? I, I do. I'm like, is Google Plus ever going to... There has been a little bit of a push. I have a crazy idea to just disappear from Facebook and only go to Google Plus and just yeah. see what happens. I also have crazy ideas about getting rid of my phone and starting with an iPhone again just to see what that's like. <laughs> but we don't do that. I may take a poll on that at some point. We don't know. All right. Next one is see the Rolling Stones make their debut in Cuba. Do we care? Mm, I know. No, I don't care where the Rolling Stones are. Not yeah, necessarily. I know it's. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, maybe we should care, you know, culturally speaking, like what this what the ramifications of this or what this means on a bigger scale. But mm-hmm. like specifically, I yeah, I'm not a big Stones. They guy. played for one point two million people. Wow. That's that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So. That's the thing that I think that's is interesting. Like you said, culturally, this is an interesting. What what is going on in Cuba these days? Like, wh- like I am so out of touch with <laughs> that part of our geopolitical landscape. See, that's like, what I was like. Maybe that's what I was like. Maybe we should be be more concerned, like culturally. <laughs> like, but I'm the same way. I'm like, where? Like, what is the deal right now? It's the Cuba? first time that they <laughs> performed the <laughs> in the island country. Thanks, well, Seinfeld. There's <laughs> the sanctions were lifted. Right. So now it's like, okay, we can go there now. So then Rolling Stones went there and had a concert. They've not, they've not been there. So, and Cuba was very, very excited to receive them. So pretty much everybody showed up. Maybe things are changing in Cuba, which is good because they're really close to us. Yeah. So I like the idea that things are being more (laughs) friendly. Because maybe the obvious, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, for me, the more, the more we can turn our attention to, uh, you know, North Korea is probably the better. Yeah. They seem to Ooh. really want to take us out. Yeah. And China, yes. too. Let's... China? No, what like happened? they want to take out China, oh, too. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you me to worry about China. I was like, I don't want to worry no. about China. They, they're actually a really big country with lots of resources. <laughs> uh, all right. I've got I've got two here. And I think I'm going to do a little coin flip in my mind. I'm going to okay. go with this one. All right. DC to premiere a Chinese new Superman Written by Jean Luen Yang. And this Yang, is in the Yang. comic books? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I care about this. I'm, I'm really yeah. interested in how comic books kind of push the uh, push the conversation on diversity and race. And I think they've I think there's been a history in comics of that. And that's that's yeah. kind of cool that they're continuing to do that. No, I, I, I agree, too. Um, absolutely. What's the uh, the the C. Coates has the. Um... Uh, next, there's a this month. I think is uh, he's got a, a year long uh, Black Panther run that oh. he's that he's writing that that is hitting the streets, and I think it's debuts maybe May. It's either April or May, but yeah, I, I agree. Like they they are a, they're an interesting sort of gauge of society and like the way the world is going, and um and it's been specifically you know the U.S. you know, and so to take that out of the out of the states and put it in China a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of see what 
Yeah, that'd be really interesting to see what, I what that means. I completely agree with you. I love the idea of putting another face to the idea of a superhuman or someone that we're supposed to be looking up to it's, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of, you know, have an adventure with. And I think that we need some more diversity. And I that I believe that like the comic Marvel, DC, in movies and video and books, we continue to see... Uh, the positive messages about diversity. So what's interesting is it says um, DC Comics has yet to release details on how the 17-year-old Kong will acquire his Superman-like abilities and impact the DC universe. Oh. But the company has told fans that inheriting the powers and the mantle will be a struggle. So sure. now, I, I have, yeah, go ahead. I, well, does that mean he's going to be Superman-like or is he Superman? I think, well, the picture of him is that he's holding the Superman crest so I think that it's just going so to be... So a new person who is becoming Superman. Yeah. Uh, the next quote says, getting those powers, it changes yeah. his body, obviously, but it changes his heart, too. When he starts off, he's kind of a jerk. And once he gets the, his this piece of Superman in him, it will change who he is. So there, yeah, that's that's the way a lot of a lot of those work when they when they pass the mantle down. Superman's interesting because his powers are, you know, they're not powers. That's just the way he was born. Right, right. Like he's, that. he's so an alien. He's an alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting. I, I will I will say that the diversity, like the push on it, is great. But I think they they're missing the the all of them are missing the ball a lot because they're not they're not instead of. Um, creating these new superheroes. I think blank like Black Panther is probably an exception. But um you know the Captain America run uh the last run of it of the um I don't forget, I forget what the actual title is but you know Captain America passes the mantle on to uh Falcon um and so we have our first African American uh Captain America, right? And then mm-hmm. with Thor he passed the mantle on to uh, a a lady Thor so we have the first female Thor and there, those are great, and we're taking. You know, like we've mentioned before, my son's biracial, so we we take all of that because that's what we have. But but we need more of like, like just making an original superhero. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Like the Chi- like a Chinese Superman is great, but like, is that the is there is there not a better like superhero that can just be? I think what they're trying know, to from do China, and you know what I mean is. From kind of what I was gathering just from my, you know, quick read on the article is that the understanding of Superman and what he represents is what they're wanting to bring to the surface. They want this character to be recognized and instantly understood and associating him with the Superman crest is a way to do that. And so it'll I'll be interested to see how that kind of flows out. But I, I, I do understand making a new storyline is really attractive, but to get there faster uh, you put up a Superman and everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. So sure. it's it's a logo, it's branding. You know, it's just that smart. Well, in a sense, move. it is. It's like this perfect, like we were talking. It's this perfect gauge of what's going on in society. Right. And I agree. Like society, I'm not. I wasn't really criticizing the comic book people right, right, as right. much as like, like the you know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like let them grow it in the shade. Let them grow a new character in the shade, and you know. But the truth is, comic books themselves aren't as, um, you know, as valuable as they once were that's I mean, true. i still think they're as, as a medium gauge but they are they but they've kind of you know now they're well i don't you know, know with the, the crevices you can't buy a comic book in a, in a grocery store anymore is what i'm saying like right. i used to be able like i used to go to the store and my mom would shop and i just said the comic book stand 
and I could spend the, the whole shopping trip there. And now you have to go to a specific place or have it delivered to your house or whatever. It's just not as accessible. And the fans are as hard as they're hardcore as they've ever been. It's just not, a, you know, if somebody's like, hey, I want to uh, read a comic book. Where do I find comic books? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I learned a lot from one of our other gurus, uh, Captain Logan, who is a huge comic book guy. And we reviewed a comic, but we we looked at it uh, using an app um, where you buy the app and then you buy the comic and then you have access to the comic inside of the app. And it was beautiful. And mm. the interact. Like, I used my tablet, so it made it even better because it you know, it was a larger screen so I could enjoy it. It more was like still a book. gorgeous on my phone. Though. And it was so beautiful. So I, I told, I'm, I'm totally with you, but it's definitely switching into that digital culture yeah. where you can yeah, access sure. those kinds of visual mediums. There's just a way that a picture will tell a story better than words because it transcends language. So mm. even if you pick up something that you can't entirely absorb you know you can still follow the the pictures pretty well and i think that that's a really cool part of comics that i miss you know uh it also even though they aren't as accessible necessarily they still are impacting television movies in an even bigger way now so even if those stories start you know on the page they continue you know the other thing uh josh that you can't do anymore um, is leave your kid at the magazine stand while you go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I say kid. Let's be clear. I was still a teenager, so I was old enough to take care of myself. <laughs> that is so true. People be all in your business. They'd be like, you need to have your child taken from you. <laughs> so true. All right. Well, let's get on to uh, the, the movies of the day. And yeah. I think what we will do is uh, let's start with God's Not Dead, since two of us have seen it, or seen most of it. Uh, Josh, I think you missed the first little bit, didn't you? Yes, it was either that or wait two hours for the next <laughs> showing, and I was like, I will walk in late. I actually got a, actually got a senior discount because I walked in late. Oh my nice. goodness. Nice. <laughs> it was like, I felt bad for me. <laughs> wait, he's like, you know that already started like a, a while ago. I'm, like, I'm good. I'll be fine. Uh, I don't so- want to see it anyway. <laughs> So let's start there, and in, in, uh, I fully anticipate this kind of going into a little bit of a deeper conversation than we often have on Sif Pop. You know, the three of us uh, are Christian. <coughs> Whoa. Whoa. What, what was... Oh, sorry. Oh, I coughed the wrong way. I, I'm sorry. I, I was like, oh, I got to be polite and cough into my sleeve. And that was right where my microphone was resting. I'm sorry. Also, the alien inside of me is trying to get out. That was amazing. Like, like I know, like I know, I could totally cut that out if we wanted to. Just continue no, on, but I really feel no, like we should leave that in. No, you need to keep I, that in. That's I, real life. I, oh I my really gosh. think that was amazing. I really, I really am your special project. It I'm, remi- the, <laughs> I'm, having, you know, I'm having flashbacks to when my husband me, sneezed in my face a few weeks oh back. Oh my goodness! It reminded <laughs> me of one of my favorite cringe moments in the movie. Uh, which is when one of the jury members in this trial that's trying to prove that, you know, this teacher didn't uh, do anything wrong by mentioning the name of Jesus in her classroom, sneezes, and another jury member says, God bless you, and the lawyer says, better watch it now, they'll have you next. <laughs> just like, it just felt really forced. Anyways. Yeah, it was we're gonna, terrible. We're, now that Josh has the demons out of his body. <laughs> we're one going- of them. We're going to chat a little bit about uh, God's Not Dead 2, the follow-up to the movie God's Not Dead, which was 
I think a financial success. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, made a lot of money. Uh, certainly there are a lot of people who, uh, because of their belief system and their values, uh, see it as a clarion call for, you know, to take up arms maybe seems a little too strong, but, you know, the idea defend. that, yeah, to defend your faith. And I certainly get those uh, those inclinations. But what I was saying is this might go a little bit deeper than we do because this is our faith. It's something that we associate with. And at the same time, we're movie lovers, too. And so we want to talk about it in both realms and kind of have those conversations. Uh, yeah. I saw an article, and I don't know if either of you saw my post on this. Um, uh, the uh, movie critic for Christianity Today, I believe, her name is uh, Alyssa Wilkinson, uh, wrote a really great article that she published on Thrillist.com about mm-hmm. being a Christian and hating Christian movies. And it was everything I've always wanted to write in an article myself. And now I don't have to, you know, because it just it made so many of the points uh, that, you know, I wanted to make about these kind of movies. And so thinking about it in that way, let's divide our conversation up in a couple ways. First, and maybe this will be brief, I don't know. uh, But first, let's just talk about it as a film. Let's try to separate, you know, kind of the the philosophical stuff from it, that kind of stuff from it. um, And just talk about it as movie making. Is this a technically proficient movie? Do they do you do an okay job? How's the acting? All that kind of stuff. What did you think, Josh? Uh, technically speaking, uh, the DP, I thought, knew what he was doing, and the art director knew what they were doing. Um, they they still, I don't think they used the camera to tell the story visually, but they had lovely shots, and it was definitely, I would definitely say, uh, except for maybe a couple of little weird sound things that I didn't love, that um, it's, it, it is, a, it is a, I think people think that this is the, the should be the new standard of faith-based films, because you know, again, in general, technically, they are nothing to speak of. <laughs> you know, poor acting. You know, they look poor. You know, usually you're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Usually, there's there's definitely exceptions. Uh, and I thought this one, you know, they definitely had the budget, so the camera looks good, and you know, the sets look good, and they got lots of lots of people who are fine actors. You know, how do you feel anybody. about uh, Melissa Joan Hart? Uh... <laughs> I, I she that not not I didn't think much I didn't think much of anybody I just acting wise I just didn't think they were as terrible and that's just a terrible benchmark but they're not as terrible as other faith based films as acting goes in it like I thought everybody was you know midway or less than you know halfway I good. think that's right I I, <laughs> I use I end up using the word serviceable a lot. And in, in when yeah. I talk about this kind of thing, because for me, that's what it was. I mean, you've got Ray Wise in there uh, as, you know, this evil atheist he, lawyer. He, yeah, and he's definitely the best one, even if he's playing the part like mm-hmm. the actual devil, <laughs> which, <laughs> which he has played. Which in the he past. has played on television yeah. before. But but he's probably the best one in the movie. I mean, I, th- I think he knows it, too. Like you can like he's the only one that's that comfortable in front of the camera, you know. And you've got Ernie Hudson. You know, behind yeah. the bench is the the judge. Uh, so, you know, you've got some names in there, and I think they do fine, and they're serviceable. There's nothing outstanding about it. And that's the same with the technical aspects, too. You mentioned they're fine, they look good, but they're not doing anything creative. You know, they're not no. they're not breaking any ground with how they're shooting it or how they're telling the story with the camera, that kind of stuff, which yeah. always gets to me because I feel like, you know, 
that's that's where you want to increase your movie making abilities is yeah. in in how to communicate with the camera. That's what movies are about in so many ways. I've learned well as we've been ahead. doing this show and and I've been going to more movies. I've learned that the camera has an ability to bring emotion and perspective to you and and give you clues and kind of be its own character. And I've never really thought about that before. I mean, obviously, if it's close up, it's intense. And if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, further back, you've got different views. But just being able to be creative with it. The thing that strikes me is that I feel like in movies that are dubbed Christian and they're kind of put into the Christian category, it's just basic storytelling. It's like flannel graphs all over again. Mm -hmm. Is that what they're called? Yeah, flannel graphs. Flannel graphs, you know, where you stick up the characters and... You know, you tell your Bible story, but you're using, you know, people to do it instead. And like, I, I always get curious, like, is the message good? But we'll get to that here in just a second. Yeah. Um, anything that does stand out as, you know, um, I guess something positive to say about the movie making aspect of it that, you know, stood <clears throat> out to you is, well, that's admirable. That's well done. That kind of thing. Uh, I, I loved seeing Pat Boone, although sure. I did not love what they like how it what the capacity but Mm -hmm. that was that made my heart feel happy just to see him yeah (laughs) you know um and i thought there was one of the you know little subplots there was one subplot that i actually thought that's what the whole movie actually should be because it's the only real story like it's the only true story in this and and um and i like i said i missed the beginnings and i didn't watch the first movie so i'm not sure like uh the the asian uh guy at the church i'm not sure like where he was from actually mm-hmm. but that storyline was the and he was not anywhere near the best actor but i thought his actual storyline which probably got six minutes of screen time was the only really compelling drama that i really wanted to watch and you know what's sad. what's interesting about that story uh is it was exactly the same story that that exact same character went through in the first movie it the fir- in the first wow. movie that exact same storyline happens with the exact same result. The only difference is in the second movie he starts as a Christian. In the first movie he starts as you know an atheist. Uh, oh, wow. So it's just it's just really interesting to I, and that was one of my things about the movie and I think this can fall in the technical aspect is it has sequelitis in the way that it squeezes in all of these characters from the first movie in ways that you know, uh, just seem forced or yeah. or not creative. You know, there's nothing nothing new about these characters or why they're in there. You know, it's sure uh, it's it's cameo esque, and I think it you know it could be a little distracting from you know sure. the center of your story. Even the fact that the pastor is somehow serving on this jury just seems really forced to me. It's just like you know, like what are the odds of that? That's not real write, life. Write a new character. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no what what would be the problem in writing a new pastor character, giving him a different backstory, you know, having us, you know, buy into who he is in a different way, as opposed to, you know, having to use the same characters, exact same characters from the first one. Like you you said, it's the sequelitis because that guy, what's his A.R. Gurney, is that his name? Like he is a bankable star in the faith based realm. So they're Mm -hmm. like, well, we got to get him back because he's. He's one of our selling points. Right. That's exactly why. That's the same thing real sequels do. Is like, hey, what if Schwarzenegger was a good guy in this movie? Yeah. We can bring him back, you know. Yeah, no. Over and over. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Uh, so I think overall, if I'm just judging on, like, movie making, uh, I, you know, it's somewhere in the C range. It's mediocre. It's, you know, it's not an 
awful film, you know, movie making wise. It's certainly not great, but you know, I'd I would a- I would actually take it to a D because outside of the faith based elements of the script, the script was rough enough. That's true. That's a fair forced point. enough, um, and, and just melodramatic, like melodramatic unnecessarily. And that's part of that is the script. Part of it was the way it was shot. So I would. Um, Scene might be fair, but I would personally, I would, I'd call it a D. Yeah. <laughs> On the m- movie making elements of it. Yeah. yeah Maybe a D too. plus. <laughs> I give it a, I give it a D. So let's move on to. I didn't even go. <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, Danae's, uh question, which is, tell me about the message. You know. Yeah, how... I think like I'm concerned because oftentimes intolerance is really shown in these Christian movies where like somebody has a different view and rather than pointing out the beautiful things that are inside of an atheist or whoever, the other side, and and finding a common ground, it's just a preach fest. And there's they're undervaluing human beings with with experiences and, you know, light in their life. And I I don't know, that that really bothers me where we, we go out thinking, you know, that we can't find common ground. So yeah, there's a, I'm just there's wondering a, there's if an they... inherent divisiveness to this, you know, proclamation of war type idea when it comes to beliefs or values or religion or right. those kind of things. Yeah, it's a step. It's even a step further than what you're worried about, Danae. Oh no, really? <laughs> so it's not about like it's it's a it's a it's a fear. It's a propaganda film. That's what it is. Exactly. It is 100 a a war propaganda film. It might as well have been John Wayne as the good guy lawyer, and all atheists are Nazis. Who wow. were trying to kill him? So it wasn't like him going after them. It was like they're all trying to get us because they're all evil and oh, twirling no. their mustaches and they want to put us on the railroad tracks. Like that's that was. So it wasn't like, hey, we should love them. It was. It would never got to that. Whoa. It was. They're all out to get us. And maybe this is why I'm seeing articles like, I'm not that kind of a Christian. I'm not that kind of a Christian. Like. <laughs> Thank you, movie, for making us defend ourselves as human beings. You know, <laughs> the actual message it really gets lost in it. like what they're actually because I don't know that I can I would to, I would disagree with like what they're actually saying, you know, in court or whatever that you know what she should be able to you know. Well, I want to talk, talk about, about I want to talk about that too eventually uh, because I think the whole plot is is not. In the, in the first one, they had a lot of straw men. You know, somebody you build up just so you can knock them down. You make them yeah, into what you need to yes. knock down. There was that in this too. But I thought the plot in this was a straw plot. I didn't. So everything was. Yeah. I I didn't feel like any of this plot exists in the real world. You know, like <laughs> and they and they gave all these examples at the end of court cases that were supposed to be similar to the one portrayed in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the ones I could read through were nothing like this movie. And in most of them ruled in favor of religious liberties too so if we're so under attack and if you know it's everybody's out to get us why are the courts defending us you know it's it's just it's (laughs) i'm scared (laughs) but anyways uh that's a that's a little you know a little rant uh that i wanted to go on but but yeah i i i totally agree it it takes it even even one step farther than the first one did which was really strange to me that it would double down on that stuff when there's just there just seems to be such a need for us to come together as human beings and go, yeah, we believe different things. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. That's okay. Yeah, like, we can why, still have a conversation about it. Why make a movie? It doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why? Like, you can still be good at being human. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That makes me sad. What makes me sad, this is the reason that when I became a Christian, I was really upset. 
because I'm like, oh, no, I believe like it was a it was a harsh like revelation for me individually because I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be lumped in with other people who have really horrible ways of treating anyone who's different than their version of a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to yeah. deal with that. I mean, thankfully, I have over the last let's say I've been a Christian now for almost I think I think eight or nine years now. So maybe almost 10 years now. And uh, I have thankfully found a group of Christian people that we are all tolerant of others and that I can be myself. I don't have to be, you know, worried about putting on a fake mask like I experienced when I was in church when I was a kid, you know, but then like as an adult, I'm like, I just don't want to be, I don't want to be lumped in with these people. Just like I don't want to be lumped (laughs) in with anybody. Like I don't want anyone to make assumptions about who I am. Well, and that's the problem of the movie is it makes assumptions about who people, you know, are in, in those kind of things. So, but why do that? Like why just throw fear and panic into a group of people who are already worried about, you know, going to hell. <laughs> like, that's a lot to think about anyway. Yeah. Why why go ahead and add on a sprinkle? Tickets. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the part that's hard is, you know, at the heart of everything, Christians do boil things down into a belief of there being an afterlife and there being consequences for not aligning yourself with his the creator of the universe. With him. Yeah. Yeah. The creator of the universe, which is pure love and light. We don't do a good job of it. That's where Jesus comes in. There's pretty basic kind of stuff. But when we talk about it from a uh, from certain perspectives, it just seems ridiculous, which is why I can totally understand why my other my group of friends who have a variety of backgrounds are like, it's like you just sucked in a Disney story, Danae, and this is part of your faith. And so I have to be able to go to the table and have realistic conversations about why I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's fun and ugly and we can disagree. And, and it's, how you don't have all the answers. No, I don't know exactly. what's going on. Right. Like, how do I know? I just, this is kind of like what I think is happening and I keep meeting people and Parts of it just make sense to me, and I just I'm doing the best I can, and that is the kind of conversation I want to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that type of real moment to have to happen because I fear that there are people who go into a movie, and I, again, I didn't see this movie, so I don't know, but will go into a movie like God's Not Dead and leave thinking, oh, this is what's expected of me as a Christian. Yeah. You know, to go yeah. on and pick up a little picket and Oh no, they tell you what's expected to you. At the very end of the movie, they tell you. You you need to text all of your friends this phrase. God's not dead, he's surely alive. And then there was a hashtag on on one of them too. Roaring like a lion. <laughs> no. Hashtag roar like a lion. Hungry like a lion. I, I read something <laughs> where we're supposed to like a wolf. text Duck Dynasty oh, yeah. <laughs> to I read that in an article. Oh my goodness, the jury yeah. selection. Uh this movie. Okay, can, can we actually, I want to go back. Let's take a step back to yeah, please profession do. for a second because I'm not an expert. This, I have seen an episode or two of Law and Order. This, this, I wanted to talk about this. I'm so glad you brought this up. I, I did serve on a jury uh, a couple of years ago, and I can tell you. Good for you. <laughs> how things actually happen is not like they don't let jury members just kind of when they're okay, we're done for the day. And then jury members don't just kind of wander off. <laughs> like, like they keep you. Okay, you're not allowed to look at anybody. Talk about. They go. They lock you in your room till the lawyers are all gone, and then you're allowed to get out because they are. They like this movie. Like you just see jury members. Okay, we're done for the day, and they're 
having their. Oh, it's worse than that. But you just see them walking around like, where are they? It's what? worse than that. And then Ernie that. Hudson, bless his heart, doing his most cliche, like Southern, there will be order in my court. <laughs> That's a direct quote from the movie. Like, nobody really in real life says that. <laughs> no. Folks. Well, it's. That's, is it not a cartoon it's, rooster? He watched Matlock to prepare for this so, role. It's so much worse than that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if this but the is selection a sp- was like that was nowhere like even that. Was. I don't even care about spoilers. Okay, yeah. so court this this movie has such a weird idea of how our court system works. It's mind blowing. People come in, burst through the door, and have a moment of complete. <laughs> exclamation about what's going on in the case and the the judge is like you can't do that and then two seconds that's later, where he said there will be order in my court that's where that's he, where he that. said it and then one of the lawyers goes wait a second that'd be a great witness let's put her on the stand and the judge goes okay call her to the stand what, <laughs> what? even though she you, even though she's only 17 you and her have parents to are right there and they say no a witness list <laughs> that both sides have had a chance to di- you know dissect and you don't just add somebody to the witness stand because they burst into your courtroom seriously they I... literally should at least <laughs> just watch one well fred thompson was in that he was on freaking law and order like <laughs> like he wasn't in those scenes but like you know he's already on set like just call him like hey is this how it works <laughs> could you tell us how law works <laughs> oh my goodness yeah somebody i'm so glad you out. brought that up there were just so oh. many moments in the courtroom where i'm just like is this how does this happen like uh but yeah. the jury selection, you're right. Like that was in, that was insane, and the the weight and the drama they were putting on, yeah. like his little evil oh. devil. And I object. I'm like, really? You object? <laughs> uh, like you that- watch Duck Dynasty? <laughs> Stricken from the jury. <laughs> That's not a joke, by the way. That's in the movie. No, it's <laughs> oh my goodness! It's so wow. Bad. Anyway, yeah. wow! Oh, this sounds gosh. like it sounds like a a spoof movie for it's television. A, there, there is a little bit of that to it. Oh, you know those movies that are made after a scary movie? Mm-hmm. I think they're called Scary Movie. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Wayans Brothers. This, yeah, then it's all spoof and stuff. It kind of seems like that is what's happening with what you're describing. That it's, yeah, it's, like it's actually just a spoof, spoof Christian movie. There's that element. Yeah, that's to the it. thing. Like a Zucker Brothers couldn't get away with it because, like, it already is what it is. They would just have to take the actual transcripts of a movie. <laughs> yeah, like this, just redo just it. Well, use it. Yeah. I have friends. I have non-Christian friends who watch these movies to laugh. They watch them as comedies. Uh, they oh, genuinely man. get them. You know, Left Behind when Left Behind came out. Oh, you know, God's Not good. Dead. They they get them and they watch them and they just have a great time. So they are entertained. So maybe the movie is more entertaining than we give it credit for. My <laughs> wife laughed out loud at a at a serious moment last night in the theater, and I it cracked me up so bad because she did that thing where she was like ha, and then she put her hand over her mouth because <laughs> everybody else in the theater is like having this deep moment or whatever. I was try- I'm trying to remember what yeah. it was. Maybe I laughed out me. loud a couple of times too at those. In- oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. There's a moment where the pastor takes his stand and decides not to do what the government has ordered him yeah, to do. I laughed out loud at that. And, too, yeah. and as he's leaving, the guy is this, you know, uh, evil. He's an atheist. Not, so he's, evil a, atheist. he's a very ugly man who, who eats like a animal, wild animal. <laughs> so that's why in case yells, you're wondering why is that? Cause he's an atheist. He's, oh he yells after him. I think I've got this quote, right? Just so you know, the sharpest nail gets hammered down. Just like that. What does that even mean? <laughs> or something uh, like that. It was the, the movie is just it's full of those moments. So. Oh man. Yeah. 
Anyhow, oh that was my fun. Goodness. Yeah. Atheists are ugly and mean. Okay, I've Christians got... are white and beautiful. I have, yeah. Ah, uh, oh. And nice. We Le- care for each other. This 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 can't be how it's going to be forever, right? R- right? Um, I, I mean, hope not because no, this no. is like what I want to, like this is what I want to do with my life. So I hope not. Right? Yeah. I texted like... my, my friends and I'm like, please tell me. Like my, 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 my writing partner stuff, I was like, we like God's got to make so like this is not this is not okay. God's I I argue, I think I told you guys you this Aaron. I I argued with God. I was at the top of my lungs yelling on the way home like what are you doing? How is this allowed? Right. Like why why do these keep getting through the cracks and nobody is like where's all the real stuff that really is your heart? Like where is it? Right. And then I found Is this a good time? Did oh I, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Then I found this this video floating around Facebook today, and um, I put the I put the link I'm gonna on my it. on my Twitter page, and they're gonna retweet it. Um, but it is um, this guy um, Joseph what Joseph Solomon. He's a spoken word poet. Uh, uh, at what is Joe doing? Is his Twitter handle? He has this little six minute video, it's a spoken word video about like just this most honest, true, real struggle with faith. Um, and it's the, it's the best portrayal, like of what God is and how he talks to us and how he sees us as his children. And it is so good. And I was like, okay, thank you, Lord, for something (laughs) (laughs) because, and so it wasn't enough that I retweeted that, but I had to retweet it and let people know, like, instead of watching two hours of God's not dead too, watch this video 20 times Yeah, because it is that true, you know, anyway. No, that's Check good. It out. And and I've been encouraged. I, you know, I I I I'm not going to say it's a a huge minority that believe this way because I unfortunately I do believe a a lot of Christians really do feel that if they're not persecuted, they're not Christians. So that they that a lot of times they have to feel that, you know, our country is out to get them, that, you know, people are out to get them. I, I get that. Um but I really do feel like there is a a large amount of people of faith who, you know, believe in the same things I do about our creator and about his son that, uh, love people, you know, and that, and that see people on the same level as them, just people who need their creators love. And, you know, that's, that's what it's about. So, uh, I'm, I'm encouraged that they're, that I'm hearing those voices. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's the the positive of it all, you know, from my perspective is that, I mean, it encourages me to speak louder with that love, you know, with that, um, that that sure. doesn't represent me. Right. You exactly. Know, kind of thing. That, that is true. Like I, I don't want to be associated with that kind of mentality. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that by spending time with my friend Ida or my, any of my other friends who are atheists, mm-hmm. that yeah. somehow th- that makes me a bad person or that I'm not doing something right or that they're doing something wrong. Or that wrong. they're out to get you. No, you know? they're, yeah. yeah well, no. In fact, in fact, they have been, uh, and I'll speak specifically to my friend Ida. She has been one of the most incredible influences in my life as far as teaching me how to uh, approach conversations and think about self and really find a place for t- to feel calm about being still and being in a moment and being confident in your moment. And I don't, you know, it's not that she, she didn't want me to become a Christian because she sees the happy pill mentality and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like this. And she doesn't want that for me. You believe differently. So we right. had to have conversations for, you know, a couple of years to get on the same page and kind of move forward. And as far as like her understanding 
why I have not left this faith because <clears throat> I didn't want to get into it in the first place because it, it does have so there's so many different levels of everyone expecting you to be their version of what a good Christian looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to being a voice to the culture that allows you to be the Christian that you are and grow from there. And you don't have to, God doesn't save you where you're at and then say, okay, now go be like, you know, this person. Yeah. Now go be like Billy Graham or now go be like this person or, Hey, look over at this. You know, you have to go get plugged in. You gotta, you gotta do all this stuff. He just says, follow me. He just says, yeah. Hey, thanks for paying attention. And thanks for wanting to wake up and be present in this world and serve other people and fight hunger and fight, you know, evil, fight, Mm -hmm. fight against evil. Be a positive person in your immediate area of influence, even if it's just you and your dog. You know, that's real. And that's the kind of conversations, Josh, that I hope that you continue to find ways to share (laughs) in your medium, too, because that's what stands the test of time. So for right now, I will love all the people that were involved in making of that movie. I think I understand what they're trying to do. And I don't know at the end of the day if they realize the hurt that they're potentially putting out or that I believe that they're putting out the wrong message. I think that they would feel really bad for that. I don't know that they're intentionally trying to do harm. Oh, I'm sure. I, well, I guess I can't say I'm we sure. We don't know. But I, I, I would wager a very heavy guess that, that they really feel like what they're doing is ha- putting positivity into the they're world. They're trying to do something that they think is right. And I yeah. I have, I think we've all been in a circumstance in our life where someone really is trying to get you to do something because they think it's right. And you just have to say, but that's not right for me. And I hope you can understand I have to make a different decision or... I just can't agree with you on this. So, you know, we just just happen to be Christians at the same time. It's uh, well said. It's, man, what an interesting Sif Pop podcast, huh? I mean, this is... This got legit. Yeah. God's Not Dead did this too, or not, uh, yeah. uh, And they they hijack stuff like that. Like, I totally believe that God's not dead. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Also, by the way, now I'm going to have to find a new way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Uh, the, the... thing they argue against is a total misunderstanding of what uh, the philosopher Nietzsche was saying when he said God is dead. It's not, you know, he wasn't even talking about a physical death. You know, he was talking about a, a as a philosophical construct. And so it's just, it's really interesting to, to, uh, yeah. you know, kind of go down that road. Anyways, uh, it, do you guys have anything else to say about it before we move nope. on? I think we covered a lot. Um, well, I do have one question. It's not even a statement. I just sure. want to like, I would like to know what the actual, percentage of Christians versus atheists is in the U S because it is portrayed Christians at about like 8% of the United States and the <laughs> other 92% are atheists who want to kill us uh, and destroy the, us. The Pew, That's, the Pew religious landscape survey reported that as of 2014, 22.8% of the U S population is religiously unaffiliated. Atheists make up 3.1% and agnostics make up 4%. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's see how many Christians in the U.S. This should be interesting. Uh, 83% of Americans identify as Christians. Yeah. So even if they're not super practicing, like they are not the people that are, you know, picketing Christians. Even if they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll put Christian down. They're not like picketing against Christians. Yeah. So 83%, like we are the poor huddled masses, aren't we? Like that's the thing. They get, like, what We're a so persecuted mentality. in America. What a fear-mongering victim mentality. Oh, those poor Christians. We're, are we going to be okay? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's why like in other countries, that's why that subplot was so great. Because in other countries, like that's an actuality. 
No, These people no, are getting legit. killed. Yeah. They're getting beheaded. But we're worried. Oh, no, I might lose my job. <laughs> like, oh, no. In a fake movie about it. In a fake court case that would never really happen. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that at all. Uh, the fact that she is going to court because a student asked her a question comparing Martin Luther King to Jesus. And she said, yes, they're comparable. That's basically all she said. She didn't at, at, at the school, Martin Luther King Jr. Right. School. Yeah. <laughs> she said, yes, they were both pacifists is basically what she said. N- that would be laughed out of every court in America. Yes. There is yeah. no possible way anybody gets sued for that. And because yeah. that's the foundation of this whole movie, it just it completely falls apart for me. Yeah, so it's a cartoon. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that was a fun conversation. Yeah, it was. We've got a few minutes left here. to. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there with us on that one. This is what happens when three Christians decide to talk about a I Christian movie. I think it's valuable, though. And you're right. It happened when when we talked. When War we Room talked too, War Room, which was fun because uh, we had a non non-Christian was in that conversation mm-hmm. with us. And I really enjoyed. Oh, that. wow. Uh, I you... feel I feel like I feel like movies like this. I, this is the last thing I'll say. I feel like this is what way more damaging. This does way more harm than any atheist who wants to uh, speak against Christianity. Movies like this where people Christians misusing the word of God is so yes. much more dire. Yes. Than an atheist who is saying what they actually know what they believe, even if they don't believe the same way. I anyway. agree with you. Yeah, for that's sure. why I've stormed yeah. out of many churches over my life. So before we get yeah. to um, before we get to the uh, buried treasure, I do want to briefly say because I think it's really actually apropos to our conversation. The other movie from the weekend, Eye in the Sky, is actually this brilliant movie that looks at true moral decision making and takes a balanced look at kind of the morality of war decisions. And does such a great job at giving respect to everybody's perspective and how people are seeing the situation in the movie. Uh, It was one of the most compelling moral decision-making movies I've ever seen. Wow. It was, you know how uh, movies will do a good job at the what would you do kind of thing? Like if you were in this situation, what would you, this is the king of that kind of movie. Uh, It just, it just like the whole time my mind is racing like, I don't. What would I do in this situation? You'll hear one person from one side and you're like, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, you, you have to do that. And then the other person will talk and you're like, yeah, that's a good point, too. And I just I love that when a movie just presents it to you in a way, a completely fictional situation. So it's not based on a true life situation, but one that brings out this idea of neither was God not dead, too. Just saying. <laughs> that's a fair point. The opposite. The opposite of uh, a straw movie. Exactly. Yeah. Just a very real muddy morally complex situation where you don't have the answers but a decision has to be made and uh, i would highly recommend it uh, what, if you what grade did you give it, it. Uh, i gave it a b plus the only thing i took away for was some of the technology in it is so uh future tech to me like unrealistic that it took me out of the movie a little bit some of the the camera tech that they use if it exists maybe i'm naive but if the government has stuff like that that's mind-blowing uh, the the kind of stuff they were the kind of drones they were using to get some of the footage that they needed to you know know what was going on so it was it felt a little unrealistic in that way but I I loved the experience of if you thinking find through out that movie. if you find out that that technology actually does exist are you going to change the grade later <laughs> yes yeah I'll make you'll sure go back and adjust it <laughs> yes be like, I'll do that. <laughs> the year is 2018 Aaron has just discovered that this drone actually exists well, just, and has gone back and changed it to an A <laughs> it was yeah that's right it was I mean it was Bond stuff you know it was like a, a camera that was in a fully functional um, lifelike beetle you know the size of a just an insect. 
but it was a fully functional high definition camera that looked and flew and everything like a bug. Like it was just like, I just, I don't think that really exists. Mm. And so, so you're going to take off grade points for it. Yeah. Cause it took me out of the Well, you movie. know what? You're the critic. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's the sort of stuff that might make me like a movie more. It's like, oh, yeah. well, except for huh? so, I'm much, listening. so much of it is so <laughs> grounded in, it just felt, that was the other thing about it is it felt like the, the clearest example of what the what modern warfare is like that I've ever seen. Like, because yeah. it dealt with the fact that this war is happening with people who are all over the globe in different places, playing different roles. You know, um, it was it was just it was really intellectually stimulating. And I, I really had a good time. Great performances, too. I mentioned Rickman was great. So um, you're saying that if you're going to have to make a choice for what movie to see, go see God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> yes. You hear me loud and clear. Even if the choice is don't watch a movie or watch God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> you guys are hearing me loud and clear. Uh, all right. That's on- cool. I'm glad you went to go see that one because I, I thought that I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. until you told me that you were. I think you like it. Yeah. I really do. Even Because even- I said it was a thriller. Uh, Well, yeah. But it's a but it's a brain thriller. You know brain what I mean? Thriller. It's. it's it's, they need to add more information because thriller. Not a slashy, thr- not a slashy thriller. Thriller for me is like a word where I'm like, meh. But if it's brain thriller, that's <laughs> different. I'm like, ooh, a puzzle. I love those. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I and so I I may need to up my grade already. I'm thinking the way I'm talking about it. I may like it more than I gave myself credit for. Um, <laughs> this is the life of a movie critic, guys. <laughs> You're seeing behind the curtain right now. Uh, let's get to our buried treasure. Uh, today, why don't you start us off? Um. My buried treasure today is information that I actually got from my brother, Ben, who is a lover of YouTube, and he watches all kinds of different YouTube channels, And but he specifically mentioned that um, Homestar Runner, which you probably already know that website. If you don't know that website, you've missed out on a huge part of Flash culture. Strong bad emails, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I highly recommend going to that Strong website and just tooling around it's it's a fun fun world there there's so much that can kind of happen there but i guess they just released a new video and it's like 31 minutes long and he recommends it it's them talking about everything that's happened for the last seven years oh cool so it's kind of it's more like a i guess like a like a small show type thing. The Brothers than... Chap, right? Isn't that yes. what they go by? The Brothers Chap? Yep. Yeah. So for those of you who are Homestar Runner fans, uh, I'll, I'll be going and watching that. I haven't seen it yet because he just told me about it today. No, that's so great. my buried treasure is from Ben. Cool. And you got a link for that somewhere that you'll be able to hook us up with? Yep. I'll okay. I'll link it up on Band, and then we'll talk about Band here in just a second. Very cool. Uh, what about you, Josh? Um, I, I have my new favorite app of all time. Cool. Uh, it's a... a it's either eight or nine dollar app, which is the first time I've ever spent that kind of money for it. Um, it's called My Movie Pro, My Movies Pro. Uh, basically, it's a cataloging system for your video library. Oh, cool! Um, and it is if you're a movie fan or if you have a collection of movies, I should say, this is your dream come true because you can. Uh, it's got a bar scanner, so you can go through, scan the movies, um, it imports them into your your computer your laptop or your phone or whatever and then um you can click on the movie it tells you everything you know all the imdb information cast credits all that sort of stuff but it also has a lot of ways that you can catalog it yourself and create your own categories and genres um so if you are like me and you've got sci-fi broken up into like nine different things your sci-fi time travel versus sci-fi aliens versus sci-fi future 
you know, right. Then you can do all that yourself. Um, but it is, it's a blast. Anyway, it's called my movies pro movie and TV collection library. Very nice. And for my buried treasure, uh, I'm going to talk about an app. How about this Danae on this week's Sif pop, everybody did an app. But Danae. I know. How about that? I kind of figured you Ooh. were going to do the app, so <clears throat> I, I kind of switched mine up. I was prepared. I was prepared in case you did it. Uh, <sighs> we've been playing a game called Smash Hit, uh, thanks to a suggestion from- Band. From uh, one of our- Bonnie uh, and Band. Band members. And it is really fun. Now, my first experience with this game was actually before it was suggested to us as part of uh, Samsung's virtual reality so, you know, you've got the virtual reality goggles on. And the basic idea of the game is you're basically throwing marbles at these glass, you know, things and trying to break them for points. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also you have to break through some glass so, that you, you know, you don't get hit kind of thing. But in virtual reality, you can look around and find them and then shoot at them. And it's, it was one of the most fun things I've ever done and really kind of sold me on the idea of virtual reality as a gaming platform. I, um, I videoed the whole thing. That's right, you did. I you were, forgot. You were super excited about this game. Yeah, it was really fun. Well, it turns out it's available as a free app uh, on your device. Uh, it's obviously not virtual reality, but you just, you know, same idea. Use your finger to try to shoot these marbles at this glass stuff. And it's just, it's kind of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a 3D platformer, but the platforming aspect is straight through. So you're advancing forward at a you know at a given rate and you have to hit this stuff as you're advancing forward uh in order to progress to the next checkpoint kind of thing so it's, it's free too yeah yeah completely free what's the tell me the name one more time smash hit and the icon is that's like, not really for me because i yeah i have it written down but that's <laughs> the icon's like a blue ball breaking through glass i believe and it yeah. was it was a lot of fun. I played it and and immediately I I was recognizing the sound of breaking glass mm-hmm. because whenever you played it in virtual reality, all I could hear was glass shattering and you going, "Ooh, this is so cool." <laughs> so whenever I started playing it, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." It's funny you did the the um the action for shooting the ball in virtual reality is you swipe the side of your goggles on your head so you're so it's looking like you're, it's like wherever you're looking it's like you're shooting from your eyes it's like uh, it's kind of cool like cyclops yeah, yeah yeah it's like you're cyclops except you're not shooting lasers you're shooting marbles but in the non-virtual reality game you're just tapping your screen <laughs> marble shooting cyclops is a really lame x-man that's all i'm saying <laughs> but not but probably not the most lame x-man uh, probably not Probably not. Hey. I think they had one that would just made ice cream. I'm not sure, but I think there was <laughs> there's an X Man that here at the end of the show. Hey, ice cream. just a reminder to you guys: next week we're going to be taking the week off because Aaron and I are going to be traveling. We're actually going to be in Delaware. Mm-hmm. So wish us luck on our adventure to Delaware, and we'll catch you again. We'll be back show proper as normal. On the 15th. Yeah, we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. You can find out more about our other live and later shows by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. You can also download the Mixler app. That's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Shoe the Dough. You can find out more about us, Aaron and Danae, at AaronAndDanae.com. Huge thanks again to today's guru, Josh Childs. Josh. Thank you, guys and gals. We love you. We love you. We love Jesus and we love atheists. That's right. That's (laughs) That's right. We also want to mention Band. You can join us anytime in the app Band. It's a free communication app. It's where a lot of our information comes from. 
got a lot of awesome feedback that happens right in there. In fact, segments from the show are going to be showing up on Sif Pop and other podcasts in our network just because of our fans. So thanks for being there. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show possible. Support starts at a buck a month, comes with some fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. That's patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network, let us know. All feedback is welcome at Aaron and Danae at gmail.com. Did you think Caleb today? No, I didn't. Thanks. To our uh, producer, Caleb, who uh, helps out with some of the uh, articles and different things like that. Thank you so much for helping produce the show. Good to have you on board, and uh, we very much appreciate you. So if you've got any ideas for the show, just make sure and let us know. That rhymed. And it was perfectly with the music. (laughs) I'm incredible at my job. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.